everyone, and welcome to the 193rd episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm here with Churro! Hi, guys. Churro! What's up? Seven Remake! Yes, I'm almost it was, done. It was really good. I, I I finished it last night. And I got to the very last part last night. That's I'm finishing, awesome. Finish it on stream tomorrow evening, so I can't wait. Wait, tomorrow evening, as in Sunday evening, so... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> whatever that means to anybody out there so yeah that's awesome uh actually uh we're gonna talk about a little bit of seven remake on the show i know this is not a kink, uh final fantasy podcast and we actually do have a final fantasy podcast but i think what's really interesting about seven remake churro is like much like you know final fantasy 15 was back in the day uh, Seven Remake has a lot of ties to Kingdom Hearts in terms of the fact that it's got the same director, and now it also has a shockingly similar battle system. So there's a lot of stuff that I, uh, I want to talk about there. So yeah, in, in this episode, we're going to be doing a lot of comparisons between the Kingdom Hearts series and what happened with Final Fantasy VII Remake, what we like better in Seven, and what we like better in Kingdom Hearts, and all that good stuff. So definitely stay tuned for that. Uh, for you new folks, Kingdom Hearts Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union and is presented by the Gaming Union Network. We release every Tuesday, rotating each week with Final Fantasy Union, and we come out on the iTunes Store, Spotify, KingdomHeartsUnion.com, and... Kingdom Hearts Union's Twitter at Cage Union. I almost created a new streaming service. Do it. Svapitai. Something like that. Momentai. Momentai. Okay. Uh, We have a two-segment show today. We have news and we have questions. In the way of announcements, as always, you guys can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash ffkhunion. Our Patreon executive producers are as follows. We have Nahika Blaui. Alex and Rachel Troutman, who are at Akira Namejin, Guide Seeker, Billy Jackson, who's at underscore Billy Jackson, Chris Morales, Miles Ribbons, Michael Graham, David Calro, Barry Norton, who's at Nortron Zero, Chris Pope, who's at Dr. Pope 181, Thorin Bullen, who's at Masker 23, Yannick Nod, who's at Yannick Nod, and Churro, if you could take these last ones. We have Toy Patrick, Freya Stella, Faiz Baali, Flip Nuss. Lewis James, Tom Hughes, who's at Tom underscore Hughes 22, Zach Duranto, Yum Potato, exclamation point, Rachel Casterston at Uber Yoon Ray, Zelda Clone at Apes Type Novels, David Matthews at Doomster 73, and Joseph Robertson at Pokemon Trainer J. And be, to par- be a part of the show. Send us your questions to kgquestions at gmail.com. And, just so you know, Kingdom Hearts Remind spoilers are fair game. All right. Now for the news. But the good, the bad news. Yeah, it's it's sad news. <laughs> it's only sad news, unfortunately. Uh so long time important voice actor in the Kingdom Hearts series, uh Japanese voice actor of Axel Keiji Fujiwara has passed away at the age of 55. Uh, he passed away from, I believe, throat cancer? Yeah, something he's been like fighting that, that yeah. for quite some time. Yeah, so unfortunately, yeah, he uh, unfortunately lost his battle 
uh, just this past couple of weeks. So, yeah, really sad to hear. Uh, he's been a uh, part of the series since 2004, actually. Well, really? uh, he he voiced Axel in, oh, okay. in in the series uh, ever since uh, Chain of Memories. Uh, in the original version of Chain of Memories on the Game Boy, there were actually little battle quotes. Uh, uh, Sora and all, all those other recurring characters, their battle quotes were just taken from Kingdom Hearts 1, but for all the organization members, they actually had to record new uh, new dialogue. So, yeah, uh, Axel in that as well was uh, Keiji Fujiwara. That was the first time he recorded for Axel. And, uh, yeah, ever since then, he has been Axel. So... Uh, yeah, in addition to that, uh, he also voiced uh, Reno from Final Fantasy VII, uh, Reno from the Turks. Uh, he used the voice in that in everything from, I believe, probably his first thing was uh, Advent Children, all the yes. way until, yeah, just now with Seven Remake. So, uh, yeah, he uh, he was in it for the long haul, and he also was the voice of Arden in... Uh, in Final Fantasy 15 and uh, actually in an interview in the past Nomura even went on to say that uh uh Keiji Fujiwara is his go-to for his quote-unquote uh red-haired double agent type characters. He always loves those kinds of characters and he just always imagined Keiji Fujiwara as a voice being perfect for that and he totally was. So, yeah, super sad. Rest in yeah. peace. Yeah, rest in peace. And uh yeah, I I can't imagine what the series is going to be like without him. I'm sure, you know, it, th- those are going to be some hard shoes to fill, like especially Axel. Like he has such a a classic characteristic voice. I can't imagine anyone else playing him other than Keiji Fujiwara and uh, of course we have Quentin Flynn in English, but yeah, he's like He's like su- such a part of that character. I can't also, imagine anyone else doing like it. That he's also an iconic voice actor too. He voiced a lot of roles. Oh yeah, for sure. And he's also I, he was like one of the big roles was that he was um, Tony Stark's uh, Japanese dub. Oh yeah, for all the yeah. Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he does uh, yeah. Pretty much, he's like Robert Downey Jr.'s go-to uh vo- voiceover guy. Uh, he even did um. For that recent uh, Doctor Doolittle movie, he was also the voice of Robert Downey Jr. in there. So, yeah, he's a uh, yeah he's he's actually a really big voice actor. He appears in like pretty much every big anime and video game, and uh, probably most uh, you know normal <laughs> Japanese people know him as the father of Shin Chan from Crayon Shin Chan. Yeah, so he's basically like kind of like the Homer Simpson of Japan. So yeah, he's a really big deal and yeah, so sad to to see him go. And and so young, like fifty five. So young. So yeah. It it's really sad. I'm glad he was able to at least do seven remake and was able to do uh Kingdom Hearts three and uh and remind, so yeah, we'll somehow have to move on without him, but uh, it's, you know, not something we like to do. It's just something that we have to. So, yeah, rest in peace. It was really great having you. Goodbye, pal, as you said a long time ago. You will be missed. 
Yeah, absolutely. So moving on from there, uh, this isn't really news, but (laughs) this is where I want to put this discussion is I want to talk about uh, 7 Remake. I want to talk about how it compares to Kingdom Hearts, specifically Kingdom Hearts 3. And uh, hopefully this can be a, a lighter subject after a very uh, after a very sad one. So, Chara, I want to get your, your general impressions. Like, you played most of the game already. So, you know, how do you feel about the game as a whole, 7 Remake? Uh, you know, what, what are your general feelings on it right now? I, I enjoyed it, you know, for what it was. And a lot of people would thought that it was just going to be a direct you know, copy of the original, but it's like, no, yeah. it's basically a reimagining of seven. Yeah. You know, with its own little modernization takes to it. And I think, you know, some parts are really well done. Some parts are really kind of la- dragging, but the, but over on an overall scale, I did enjoy it. You know, it is uh, still a fantastic game. You know, it, it did, it did the, the original pretty well. Yeah. Uh, I, I would agree. I, I, I'm very much, there with you for uh for yeah all the points that you said i would say my main takeaway is that this is an amazing retelling of the story rethinking of the story and uh yeah i'm just so amazed with everything that has been done for it if i have one major gripe with it it's uh that it is probably ironically a lot longer than it needs to be. I think for the amount of content that is in it, it should probably be about half of the uh playtime that it is right now. At least for me, on my completed save, I have it at about uh 45 hours is where I finished it at and I did so so that's one playthrough on normal and that's with all the uh, side quests. So that, that was about uh, 45 hours. I think with the amount of content that is in this game, it should be about 25 hours actually. Cause there's a, there are, like you said, Churro, there are places that drag and yeah, I would say, unfortunately there's definitely uh, some pacing issues, which is really sad because the, in the original uh, version in the original final fantasy seven, that was the Midgar segment's main real amazing part was the fact that it was so fast paced and so well paced and like there's constantly new stuff happening and it's like go, 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 go until the very end. And uh, unfortunately, that's just not the case here. And some of my favorite iconic segments, especially more towards the end of the Midgar, you know, storyline. You know, I'll just say there's a very large building that you go to uh, are very different in a way that I wasn't as happy about uh, that I definitely preferred the original version's take of. But other than that, there's definitely also a lot of things that they added to it that are just so much better than the original uh, or things that, you know versions of old events that are way better than they were uh new additions that are so much 
you know adds so much to the story i would definitely agree with you on the whole i'm i'm so glad that they made this and i'm so glad that they made it in this way so uh i just want to say uh, you know uh, i didn't mention it before but we're going to do our best to be spoiler free here but i'm going to emphasize saying we're going to do our best <laughs> so you know, if you're worried about spoilers of Seven Remake, we're not gonna really go over anything. Uh, we're mostly gonna be talking about uh, uh, things as they relate to Kingdom Hearts, so uh, it really shouldn't spoil uh, anything from Seven Remake. But if you're worried about that, just you know, fair warning. Uh, but yeah, we're 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 gonna try to be spoiler free. So yeah, basically for this conversation, what I what I really want to talk about is how seven remakes changes and how its version of final fantasy seven compares to kingdom hearts and the first point of the conversation i want to talk about is the combat uh so original final fantasy seven was obviously a turn-based rpg much like all the older final fantasies were but for seven remake it struck a very interesting balance where it's got action gameplay you know, when you hit the square button, you swing the sword. That's that's how that's the best way I could describe it. Similar to Kingdom Hearts, you hit the X button or circle button if you're in, on the Japanese version, and you swing the Keyblade. So that much is the same. But, uh, you know, the importance of those swings are very different. Uh. Churro, I, I wonder if you, you know if you agree with me, but I would say that your basic attacks, while yeah, they do damage in Final Fantasy VII, they're not as important as they are in Kingdom Hearts. Like well, you're mostly building up your ATB so you can yeah, do ATB attacks. That's basically it. You're just there to charge up, and then then you unleash your power. That's it. Yeah. So it's just it just serves as like a starting point. Yeah. Yeah. So unless you're, unless you're running for your dear life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> That's true. So, uh, yeah, the, it's, it's a very different thing where, you know, in the original Final Fantasy VII, you know, it was completely turn-based and the ATB would fill up and then you would get your turn on a particular character. But in this, instead, the way it's working is you do have your ATB meter and it'll it'll charge up over time, but it'll charge very slowly. But if you're doing attacks, basic attacks, that'll charge up your ATB meter faster. And then once you've got uh, a full chunk of that meter full, you can do a command, just like in a turn-based RPG. And uh, I guess in addition to that, you can also control your uh, additional party members. So uh, Tifa, Barret, Aerith, you know, you can control them completely uh, when you're in combat, you know, basic attacks uh main main uh main uh, abilities as well magic all that stuff that is all controllable uh so that is different from kingdom hearts in the sense that in kingdom hearts like your basic combo is very powerful very important uh you have full control over your movement uh throughout the field in final fantasy 7 remake you can't uh jump on your own for example so if you have an aerial enemy you have to sort of like trust that Cloud is going <laughs> to jump and attack it. And sometimes he doesn't for certain enemies and sometimes he does for other ones. But for Sora, 
whether it's going to help you or not, you can jump as much as you want in Kingdom Hearts because you have full control over the jump mechanics. Uh, Churro, as a, as a combat system, you know, which, you know, now that you've played a lot of, uh, of Kingdom, well, obviously you played all of Kingdom Hearts and then you, you know, played a lot of seven remake. Uh, what is your general feel on the differences? What do you like about seven remake that you wish would be in Kingdom Hearts? And then what do you like in Kingdom Hearts that you think is better than seven remake? I think it's for what I want in Kingdom Hearts from Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's pretty much party switching, or could yeah. be able to input commands to your party members. Mm-hmm. Like for example, like you know, if you want them to heal, you know, you sort of trying to depend on the AI to do it yeah. for you. You know, you would say, you know, hey Donald, set cure when I'm like this health, and it's like it's Donald will, yeah, take time to activate and do it. You know, I wish you can do it like that. That way you you have better control of your character, you know, the flow of yeah. battle. Yeah, I definitely, then, I definitely agree with you there. Uh, I, like, for me, that's probably the number one thing is if I would want to be able to issue commands, especially for healing to Donald. And uh, yeah, that's that's definitely one of my favorite things. And then... Would, would, you, ever, yeah. would you ever consider doing an actual full-on switching to like Donald and Goofy? I don't know, like maybe, like I think it would be pretty interesting. Uh, I I like. I I mean, I'm just thinking back to you know situations like when we control Mickey, for example, because Mickey controls pretty differently from Sora, and uh, those are pretty interesting. You know, in Remind we have the whole Mickey segment, and uh, yeah, I wonder how cool it would be to play as Donald or Goofy and. You know, there's definitely like, um, you know, I won't go into too much detail, but there, there's definitely parts in Seven Remake where you can control different parties, and uh, that helps you get through certain uh, parts of the the level. And you know, for those of you that have played these segments in Seven Remake, you'll you'll understand. And I, I'm you know thinking about that like. That could be that could make for some interesting like puzzles and interesting interactions like you know I'm reminded of uh the cha- the cave of wonders in uh Kingdom Hearts 1 where you know you know you would have to do all these puzzles and I I, I kind of wonder you know it would be pretty cool if you could like you know control Sora for one part and then take Sora as far as he could go in the puzzle and then maybe switch over to Donald and then Donald would do a thing that only Donald can do and then maybe switch to Goofy and then Goofy would do something only Goofy can do and that sort of thing could be kind of neat. I, I think I think that's what Nomura is aiming for because I mean if you go to back to Remind yeah you know you have you know control you have choice between Sora, Riku, Sora, yep. Aqua or Sora, Roxas and Sora and Kairi. Yeah. I think that that's probably hinting towards what Nomura's you know, seeing what people's reactions are between yeah. these other characters in a numbered Kingdom Hearts game. So basically, I think, I think the more, and then, you know, of course, with Seven Remake, you know, being able to switch party members on the fly. So I was like, yep. I think he's just warming us up for that probably possible moment in the next numbered Kingdom Hearts game that we may be able to finally see yeah. party switching on the fly 
I think for me, the one thing though that I think Seven Remake does very well that I that if Kingdom Hearts goes down that route that I would want to see is in Seven Remake there is a reason to switch to certain party members. Like in the case of Barrett, Barrett's got range, so he can shoot enemies that are flying. He can shoot enemies at a distance. Uh, you know, you switch to Aerith, she can also do ranged attacks. She's also a good healer. She's got her, you know, her limit break healing winds. You know, there's reasons to use certain characters over other characters. Uh, Barrett, he's also got uh, that ability Steel Skin, which will strengthen him up, make him more like a tank kind of a character. So there's reasons to use those characters. If I'm in a Kingdom Hearts context and, you know, I'm playing as either Sora or I'm playing as Donald, I'm playing as Goofy... You know, uh, you know, example that happened in a in in Seven Remake would be in the very first boss. You know, I I'm assuming most people know about what happens with the first boss, uh, the Scorpion boss. Uh, sometimes a Scorpion boss can grab a character like Cloud or 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 Barrett, and then you, as if you switch out to the other player, you can target the boss at. at you know, at that specific area. And if you attack it enough, you can get them to release that character. You know, that's a reason to switch to that character, something that the other character can do that, you know, the character that's trapped can't do. And that that would be what I'd want is a reason to switch. Kingdom Hearts 2, when Sora gets trapped by uh, uh, Xemnas. Yep, exactly. switches to Riku to, to bail him out. Exactly, yeah. Now, yeah, in Kingdom Hearts 2, that was a story thing. But, you know, what if in a future Kingdom Hearts game, if they took character switching as a as a main mechanic, then maybe that's something that could happen anytime, anytime, not necessarily, you know, grabbing a character and making them unusable. But, you know, uh, maybe a boss changes or maybe a specific enemy shows up and maybe one character is better at dealing with that character with that monster than another one is. So that sort of, uh, you know, need, you know, that's the thing I want is I, I want a need to switch to a, a different character. I want certain puzzles to be, you know, best solved or could only be solved with, you know, if I switch to that other character. Whereas, you know, in, in Remind, you know, they're testing the waters, but it kind of felt like um, it, it was mostly just like for variety's sake. Like we played as Sora so far you know you know switching to riku isn't for a necessity switching to riku is so you can play as riku so uh, i'm hoping that if that becomes more of a thing in the future that uh you know they can look towards 7 remake where they would create needs for those switches and yeah that that particular aspect is really interesting now in the case of Sora Donald and Goofy I think Sora, Donald, and Goofy, there's a lot more of an obvious way that that could work. Because Sora, Donald, and Goofy are very different characters. You know, Sora, good with his Keyblade, very fast. Goofy, he's got his shield, he's strong, he can take a hit. Donald, can't take a hit, strong magic. So maybe he's better at ranged stuff. So, you know, there's a clear set of different things that those characters can do so i could see there being a need 
to switch to either Goofy or Donald at any point. Whereas, hypothetically speaking, if you had a uh, a party of uh, Sora, Riku, and Kairi, they're all Keyblade wielders. I don't know what that switching is going to necessitate. You know, that... You know, switching to a different Keyblade wielder doesn't necessarily open up a lot of ideas for me. Now, that's not to say that they couldn't. You know, they could more specialize Kairi into a certain way, and you could more specialize Riku to into a certain way. Like, you can make Kairi similar to Donald, where, you know, more magic-based, and you can make Riku more, uh, you know, tank-like, you know, taking a hit strong maybe not as heavy hitting or maybe he's a little bit slower but he's more for drawing the attention away from Sora you know something like that like I could see there being a need for that if they decide to go that way but if they leave their combat style the way it is there currently isn't a reason that switching would be a necessary thing if that was the party but for Sora Donald and Goofy I see the the need there very easily uh so yeah um is, is there anything that you think uh I- th- that is in Kingdom Hearts already do, that you think is already better than uh 7 remake in terms of the combat at least for me I would say definitely I feel a lot more in control over Sora's movements that I f- than I feel it's over more Cloud's fluid. movements it's more fluid and it feels it's more, like it's, it's more free too yeah, it's more free. It, it, because basically you feel like you're weighted down when you control the characters in battle. Yeah. Because, because I mean, they're, they're trying to go for like a realistic and realistic approach. Yeah. I, I feel like with, with Sora, I'm in full control of everything he does. Whereas with Cloud, yes, it's an action game. And yes, when I swing the sword or when I press the button, he swings a sword. But in terms of his movement abilities... I mean, yeah, he moves around the field. I guess just not being able to jump and the dodging being very—I uh, don't know—you can you can dodge anytime you want, but yeah, I don't know. There's just something about the dodge and also the guard that just doesn't feel as as snappy as Kingdom Hearts. And I guess being able to jump around and do aerial combos in in Kingdom Hearts is a makes a big difference. Uh, also, like in Kingdom Hearts three, you have the uh, that aerial warp thingy that Sora can do now, air where you step. can lock on yeah air step. So that just opens up so much, and you know closing the gap. Like with Cloud, there's really not much that you can do to close the gap. There's several times in combat where there's an enemy really far away from me. I'm about to get hit by something. I want to close the gap, but I don't have an option. Uh, the best uh, ability that I found for that was triple slash, because he'll sort of triple slash in the direction of the enemy, and maybe one of them will hit, uh, but maybe they won't. So, yeah, I definitely feel a lot more in control when it's Kingdom Hearts I I know I know they're going for a, def- a different feel and they don't want it to be so action focused. I guess at least for me, if I could add anything from Kingdom Hearts into Seven Remake, it would be the ability to jump during combat and do aerial combos on my own and decide when I want to do my aerial combos. 
Because, like, sometimes in Kingdom Hearts, like, you'll have a character and they'll have a shield, but you want to hit their head. So you jump over their shield and hit their head, you know, something like that. Yeah. Like, that, like that's a strategy you could do. And plus, in only that, Hearts. like, enemy, enemy, any enemy that's locked onto you can easily turn around quickly as, you know, you. And it's like, uh, that's yeah. not a way to get them open. You know, the whole point of dodge rolling behind them is to get, you know, yeah. behind them. And it's like, nope. They automatically like move over when you do that, and it's like yeah. So it's like, how are you supposed to build up your ATB, then cast a spell on it when you do it that way? So there's, yeah. I always wish there was the combat was a little bit more looser, yeah, than what we have here. I will say though, you know, for a first try at the combat system, I think this is really good. Like, there's a lot of stuff that I like about it, and I like it a lot more than I thought I would. So. Yeah, I definitely really like it, and I'm excited to see what they do in uh in future you know episodes of this. Uh, so yeah, moving on to the next uh talking point for this discussion is presentation. So I have three different parts of this presentation. I guess first thing uh we can talk about is uh like just general uh like level design. Uh, cause at least for me, this is probably one of my, uh, least favorite parts of the seven remake. Uh, I, I mean, you know, there, there's definitely some good parts that are, you know, well-designed level design wise, but there's definitely also a lot of things that are very, um, final fantasy 13 in, uh, oh, yeah. in construction, uh, specifically a lot of the slum areas are like, uh, very much like final fantasy 13. Um, I described to someone before that if Final Fantasy 13 is a uh, long shoestring that just keeps going in one direction, then Final Fantasy 7 Remake's level design is like a spider web, where it's still a bunch of strings, but they loop back in on each other. That's a good so, way of putting it. It's not, it's not like... It's it's still linear, but it loops back in on itself sometimes. So, Churro, how did you feel about the the levels in Seven Remake? Some aspects, you know, they look really nice and well done, yeah. and detailed, and something that you expect to see in a modern remake of what slums would look like. Yeah, but then sometimes when you get to some areas and you look at the like the graphics and you're like, man, these look yeah. Crazy. The big case in point is going to that, uh, you know, this one party member's house and it's all oh, covered yeah. in, and you look at the, you know, the ground and everything, you look at all the low textures. Oh <laughs> yeah. It's pr- and then yeah. when, you, when you look at it from far away, it looks very beautiful, but as soon as you get close to it, it's just like, yeah. what the hell happened? There's some technical issues there. I, I still don't know exactly what they are. But I know they're a lot more prevalent, a lot more prevalent in brighter areas. That's why, uh, you know, for example, the one of the first slum areas you go to uh, looks great at night. Then it, the very next day, you see it during the day, and there you get to see all the textures not look so g- good anymore. I have a feeling that maybe seeing those places during the day was maybe not their first choice and maybe that was a decision later in in production and um yeah not not sure but that's a just a hunch that i have um so in terms of uh 
level design yeah i'll I'll definitely agree there yeah there's technical issues for one uh one thing that i struggled with is it's very easy even in some of the areas that are not so shoestring it's very easy to get lost oh yeah these areas it's so easy to get turned around and that's really where i think uh the seven remake struggles and its level design is that it's not very clear sometimes and, a mini map and the map will don't even help at all yeah sometimes that doesn't help at all there's definitely uh a part of a main quest where i'm like looking for where in the map i'm supposed to be going to and it was really not helpful because it was on a, f- a different floor than i was on <laughs> the actual place that i needed to go to so yeah that wasn't helpful and I think since it, you know, Midgar has a lot of slums in it, and the way they've decided to design these slums is there's just a lot of visual noise. It's very hard to see where you're supposed to go because everything is blocking the sight lines of everything else. So it's hard to see from a distance where you need to be. That's something that, you know, relating it more to to Kingdom Hearts is I definitely felt like the worlds in Kingdom Hearts 3, like, on the whole, uh, I would say with the exception of maybe the Frozen world, I would say, yeah, all of those, the level designs were pretty good, and I was able to navigate around pretty well, and I would say, yeah, my favorites were definitely more like a Big Hero 6 and uh, Pirates, where they were completely freeform, but even in the ones that weren't, like, you could always see in a distance, you know, where you're going to. Or there would always be some kind of marker that would lead you to the next thing you need to do. Uh, for example, in uh, in uh, the Kingdom of Corona... <laughs> You know, maybe Kingdom of Corona. It's one of those uh, kingdom names that hasn't aged well. But uh, Rapunzel's world, uh, there's a sign signposts that lead you toward the uh, towards the city. So there's a, you you always have an idea. You know, while you're going towards the main castle town, you know which way you're supposed to go. Uh, and you know that's that's an example of a linear a linear uh, path to a uh, a town that's pretty clear and easy to follow. Um, so yeah, I would definitely say level design wise, I hope the next seven remake game looks more at kingdom hearts three for inspiration because uh, I, I think that's a place where kingdom hearts three definitely shines compared to seven remake. That being said, th- that's, I would say in a lot of the more like main story locations, uh, the level design's a lot better. It's yeah. mostly it's mostly in the slums that it's pretty bad. But in in terms of the main story areas, those are those are really good. Uh, moving on from there, uh, graphics wise, like obviously Seven Remake is very gorgeous, right? Uh, uh, but Seven Remake also has, like you mentioned, a lot of hiccups. I would say Seven Remake hits higher highs but lower lows than kingdom hearts 3 like it's got a lot more uh variation in terms of its quality level and i would say maybe kingdom hearts is a little bit more coherent in terms of its quality level graphically but man 
those character models, like the, the oh, main God. characters. That is it, just it's, insane. It's just, how, it's just amazing how, like, when you look at NPC and then you look at, like, main characters that actually yeah. have speaking lines. And you're know, just like, okay, general NPCs generally have, like, the same cut of clothing, but just different yep. colored. Yep. Yeah, it definitely is like, wow, that is amazing. I hope, like, I already think that Kingdom Hearts 3 characters look good. I just hope that for the next game, since it'll probably be on a next-gen platform, that they keep polishing it up for the next game as well. You know, just to push it even further, since they already have uh, the Kingdom Hearts 3 ones to start from. Because, man, yeah, it just goes to show there's there's still a lot more room for these characters to look even prettier. And, uh, yeah, I guess the last thing I want to talk about is, uh, in terms of presentation, is uh, the structure of the game. So we talked about before that, um, so this game is is divided up into chapters. And these chapters generally follow the, the main uh, Midgar storyline from Final Fantasy VII, the original Final Fantasy VII, and it's basically just a lot of main story missions, uh, one after the other, one after the other, that build upon each other, but interspersed throughout there, there's like these, I want to say like maybe three to four times where you'll have a set of submissions. And just like you'll get to a point where it's just like, all right, now it's subquest time. Do them or don't. And if you also progress in the uh, main story at all, at some point you'll get to the, uh, you know, the um, a point where it's like, all right, well, if you keep progressing the main story, you're going to lose out on all these subquests you haven't done yet. <laughs> So it's definitely got this like main point of no return thing going on where it's it's like not sure what kind of RPG it's trying to be. It's like is it trying to be a linear you know set piece driven RPG where it's just go 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 or is it trying to be a linear set piece RPG or is it trying to be an RPG like Final Fantasy XV where it's just side quest central? So that's something that I'm just a little bit iffy about is with the structure of 7 Remake. Maybe for the future ones, since they'll be in a more open area, um, maybe maybe that'll be addressed. But um, Churro, how do you feel about the structure of the 7 Remake? Um... I I think I mean it it flows like you know pretty good until you, once you get to like towns and stuff. Yeah, that's like when you said when the submissions or quests come available, yeah. and then they just like bombard you with everything. Yeah, and, <laughs> and then like the weird part is like they like you said they bombard you with it, and if you don't complete all of them, then you miss out on whatever missions you don't finish. Which I don't like that feeling. Like I, I want to complete those things at my own pace. And sometimes, so like some of the quests, you know, open up like new uh, thing perspectives about uh, like certain NPCs or yep. main characters, and then some of them are just really ridiculous. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, there's aspect. I would say overall, it felt kind of awkward. I wasn't really into the idea that there's all these. I don't know. Usually, at least in my recollection of Final Fantasy, like they would have maybe one or two of those kinds of missable quests in a town, and then you would move on and go to the next town. And then maybe towards the end of the game, when the game more opens up, you know, once you've gotten your airship and you can go back to places, then maybe you can return and have another chance to do those quests or, you know, they'll also open up more side quests. Like, you know, there would be better ability to go back and do those things. Whereas, yeah, 7 Remake, there's at least in this version of it, yeah, it was a little bit on the awkward side. Uh, speaking towards Kingdom Hearts, though, that that is something that I do appreciate about Kingdom Hearts is that, you know, usually those kinds of submissions will be relegated to like more of the the hub world. So in the case of uh, Kingdom Hearts 2, that was Hollow Bastion or Radiant Garden. A lot of the sub sub quests or, you know, m- m- submissions, you would find those in and around hollow bastion or the main core would be in hollow bastion. Like for example, all the Winnie the Pooh stuff, like, yeah, you would find the torn pages in, in the worlds, but you would actually go back to hollow bastion to put, to turn in the torn pages and then go to the hundred acre wood. You know, there was always like a home base to go back to. So if there was uh if there was something like that in, seven remake i know that yeah in final fantasy 7 original at least for a long time like the characters were just constantly on the go on the go one town to the other so there really wasn't too many places where you could like stop and do submissions but you know that you know just an idea there uh i, I would definitely say structure wise i think kingdom hearts is a lot more coherent i think the kingdom hearts structure so far uh, is a lot more um, well-established. You know, we go to different Disney worlds, and then, like, there's a beginning, middle, and an end, and then you go to the next Disney world, and it's the same structure, beginning, middle, and end of the Disney storyline. Sora goes to a, a new land, meets a Disney character, they have a problem, we help them out with that problem, oh no, Organization 13, <laughs> and boss fight, and then we're done, and then move on to the next world, and then probably cutscene in between. So, like, there's a nice structure there. That being said, though, I do think the, like, set piece parts, like the main story scenarios, man, Final Fantasy VII Remake has such amazing main story scenarios, big set piece moments. Like, if anything... That's something that I want the Kingdom Hearts team to really look at is like I Kingdom Hearts team usually has some really good main story parts, too, especially in Remind. There were a lot of great parts, you know, don't get me wrong, but I just think like the seven remake team really set the bar on like set piece moments in this game. Like, man, some of them are really amazing. So, yeah, that's definitely my uh, my feeling on that. And uh, yeah, I guess the last talking point that i want to talk about with regards to seven remake is uh the topic of the episodic nature of final fantasy 7 remake and i think now having beat 
having beaten the game and Churro, you getting a, as far as you have, I think you get it already. Um, yeah. My feeling on this question has changed a lot now that I've actually played it. And I think for a lot of people, you know, they think of an episodic game, they think of Life is Strange, and in the case of 7 Remake, it really isn't like that. I would say the episodic nature that they're going for is actually the one thing that it probably has the most in common with Kingdom Hearts already. I would say it's not different than Kingdom Hearts, and that 7 Remake, this particular game that they just released, is probably most similar to a full Kingdom Hearts game, like a King, like Kingdom Hearts 1 or Kingdom Hearts 2. Like, it has a very, you know, complete structure, and it sets up the next title, and that's how Kingdom Hearts already is. So, I guess, if anything, it's easier to explain to, uh, you know, Kingdom Hearts fans what seven what the seven remake saga is going to be like and the explanation is simple it's like kingdom hearts yep pretty much yeah where you know unlike in prior final fantasies where each game is completely separate you know in kingdom hearts each game leads into the next which hey coming from nomura not really that surprising at the end of the day now, Churro, I, I want to ask you a, a slightly different kind of question, and this is going to be, you know, maybe a little bit, you know, I don't know, maybe more controversial. So, forgetting 7 Remake, forgetting Kingdom Hearts, what do you think about a brand new Final Fantasy that took on this particular style from the get-go? Because if we think back, that's what versus 13 when it finally transitioned into being final fantasy 15 that's what they were going to go for when it was still under nomura they were going to make it kind of similar to this where you know the first game would be a big story but it would be the first part of a longer story but even still they even though it's the first part of a longer story the first story is still a full story just like Kingdom Hearts 1 is a full story. Kingdom Hearts 2 is a full story. Even though it's a, a single chapter in a larger story, that game by itself is a big story all, all by itself all, as well. Do you think that would work for a brand new series? Because I, I, I think one of the things that you know we take for granted here is 7 is Final Fantasy VII is one of the most beloved game series of all time, no question. Like, you call a game Final Fantasy VII Remake, you're going to sell a bunch of copies. But if that new game is, you know, Final Fantasy XV, or Final, let's say Final Fantasy VII, uh, Final Fantasy XVII, you know, a game we have no context for, a no understanding for at all, you know, if this was a brand new title, a brand new IP... Like, do you think that would work? Yeah, I think so. I mean, mm-hmm. you, I mean, the, you got to give it a shot. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, think I think if you look at something like Final Fantasy X, where it didn't start that way, but it really, you know, they released Final Fantasy X to test the waters, and 
you know, it was a full story and then they continued it. Like, you know, Final Fantasy 13 also did a similar thing. I think in those cases, the thing that I didn't like as much was the fact that it was very clear they didn't have the series planned out from the start, like where it was going to go, especially with 13. <laughs> those games, 13 2 and Lightning Returns, are crazy. They have almost nothing to do with the first game. You know, you know, if you play the first game, like you could not predict whatsoever Lightning Returns or 13 2. So I guess something that I like about 7 Remake and in the case of, you know, of Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts, you know, the fact that there is a logical progression to it, I guess I would kind of hope that if that's something that they'd want to do, that they would have an idea where to take the story further. But first and foremost, it's got to be a strong game from the get-go by itself. Like they they have to make a really amazing game at the at the start. So, at least in my opinion, if they were to do that, I think behind the scenes they should plan out where it's gonna go. But in the forefront, I don't think they should advertise it as a series. I think they should advertise it as a singular game, and have it be a full story. And maybe some plot points are unresolved. But for the most part, the main conflict is resolved. And then based on fan reaction, that's going to be that'll determine if episode two gets made. That's kind of how I feel how that could work. But overall, Churro, do you like this potential format for a featured series? Like make it all episodic. Yeah, episodic, but each episode is a full story. If it, I mean, I would work. I mean, especially with how long development times are going to be now. Yeah, you know, as long as as long as you get the full game satisfaction. Yeah, I mean, I'm all for it. I'm mean, instead yeah. of waiting five, six years for you know one game to come out, I would rather cut that in half and say two, three years. Yeah, churro. I'm gonna throw another uh, controversial curveball. Churro, do you think? seven remake much like kingdom hearts is gonna have side games seven remake chain of memories if they do if they concentrate on like some of the characters past i would say you see it that way yeah so like for example seven remake zach's story which is you know they had a crisis core but basically crisis core but seven remake style i'd be down for that i'd be down for it but i would be down for it if it was handled by another team and i i i'm not saying another team that i don't want the main team working on it i want it as another team is working on it because the main team is working on the name main number title i want I'm just more worried about like these seven remake episodes probably take so long to make because this first one took at least five years to make that I just don't want them to be hampered by any side games. And that that's the same way I feel about Kingdom Hearts is and that's why I'm glad that, you know, sure, we heard that uh, there's now several teams working on Kingdom Hearts projects. So 
you know, I would want the same thing for seven or whatever title, you know, would be doing something similar. Like if they're going to explore side things, you know, that come out in between releases, fine. Just make sure that it's not slowing down the release of the main numbered thing. That's the only thing I ask. All right, so I think that pretty much wraps up our discussion here. So yeah, on the whole, Seven Remake, really great game. It's not not perfect, but I'm really glad that they made it the way they did. And it's very interesting to see another modern game that Nomura directed because, you know, Nomura always like tries things in, in in the projects that he works on, and sometimes like the most popular things about one title he works on ends up being worked into his neck. So I think even as a Kingdom Hearts fan, it's good to have a look at 7 Remake. Not necessarily that anything is going to come out of it for the Kingdom Hearts team, but that's, you know, you you never know. You never know what could come over. So interesting to, to think about. All right, so moving on to our question segment. Our first question comes from Caden Francis, and they ask, since a lot of us are on lockdown now, I want to try a challenge run of a Kingdom Hearts game. Maybe two maybe two final mix? Is there a challenge run you recommend of a Kingdom Hearts game? Well, Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 2 have been done to death, but if you feel like doing it, go for it. Like you know, mm-hmm. we try to like challenge yourself. Like I've seen people do like no cure, no you know, no abilities, no dodge roll, no blocking. So oh, it's up yeah. to you how you want to play it. But maybe try a game that really people don't speedrun, say like Reach of Memories or Recoded. Dream Dot, Recoded or Dream Dot Distance. Yep. I think I think people would love to see something like that happen. I've seen people play, you know, speedrun 0.2. You know, so I would say choose choose one game that you're really good at. If you're good at something, play that one. Yeah. I think that's it a really good depends idea. on you. But like I said, I'm more for the games that don't get speedrun the most, so like the ones I I uh, list labeled already, so I say go for those. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Uh, I don't know too much about what challenge runs are out there, apart from what's obviously kind of hinted at you to do in the game, like uh, zero experience and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I think yeah, what am I? Yeah, I think if you want to do something more basic just for yourself, then yeah, two final mix with no zero experience. That's obviously like a, that's a big one challenge. My, one of my friends did uh they would every time they get a new ability, they would flip a coin. Oh yeah. And if it was heads, they activate it, tails they deactivate it. See, I could see that working really good for two final mix, because abilities and that make a huge difference for how Sora plays. So Oh yeah. That I think that's a good that that's a good like challenge run that's like kind of fun. Like uh at least for me that's that's definitely more the kind of run that I like to to watch. Uh I watch a lot of uh like Pokemon challenge runs where they'll like play through the entire Pokemon uh, 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 in a, an entire Pokemon game with only one like really weak Pokemon or a a, a single Pokemon that has like a really weird gimmick to it like uh, Ditto where Ditto transforms into any other Pokemon that it sees. and But it's a lot weaker than that Pokemon. So, you know, how do you beat the whole game with that Ditto? So, you know, stuff like that where it's, like, kind of creative. It's not the typical kind of a run. Yeah, I think those are kind of fun. So, yeah, if you could think of anything like that, I think that'd be cool. 
uh, maybe like a single Dream Eater run, you know, only use Meow Wow or, you know, something like that, you know, could be pretty interesting. Or, uh, yeah, only only use magic. <laughs> you could try that. Yeah, there's a lot of options. The sky's the limit. The sky's the limit, exactly. And, uh, Charo, if you could take this next question. This is from Von John, and they write, Sora's currently all alone in Tokyo, but as we know, Sora can't really do much on his own. At some point, he's going to need to travel to other worlds, like Disney World, right? So how is he going to do it that and his new this new world line? Do you think Sora would be united with Donald and Goofy before starting Cage 4? So, yeah, those are some uh, some good questions. And, yeah, I definitely agree. At some point, it needs to be established how Sora can travel to other worlds. Because, yeah, like you said, he, he is going to have to go to Disney Worlds at some point. Like, just because we haven't seen where the Disney is doesn't mean there's not Disney. He's going to go to Disney Worlds. Disney is not out of Kingdom Hearts. But yeah, it it does need to be established at some point how that's going to work. Um, you know, it could still just be the gummy ship. Uh, I think the gummy ship is pretty popular. And then, you know, they have made a lot of strides with the gummy ship, especially in Kingdom Hearts 3. So I think they probably will still use the gummy ship. Uh, but, uh, and I, I brought up this idea on a prior episode of the uh, of the podcast but one of the ideas that i had that i thought would be pretty interesting is you know what if you know the tokyo world shibuya what if that was the hub world you know and think about it kind of in this you know similar sense of like uh mario 64 and peach's castle what if shibuya was peach's castle and throughout the world in this peach's castle area you know, as you explore uh, different Disney worlds, you can unlock different parts of Shibuya. And uh, basically, you would go to Disney worlds by finding uh, different either like movie posters or maybe you go to a movie theater that's playing a movie. Like, let's say there's a movie theater and they're literally showing Frozen 2 like as a as a movie. And then you go and you you pay money, you go to the movie theater, and then you can like jump into the screen or something. And that's how you go to the Frozen 2 world. Or you go to a DVD rental shop, which, by the way, we still have those in Japan. So it's, it's of a course. thing. It's a thing still. So you could go to a DVD rental shop, and then maybe there's a poster for, I don't know, Iron Man 1. And then that's how you go to Iron Man. And, uh, you know, maybe there's different things, but... Maybe at first you can't go to that part of Shibuya. So as you go throughout, you know, your travels, maybe at the end of the Frozen 2 one, you get a train pass. I'm like, okay, now I can start using the train and that'll take me to a different part of Shibuya or, you know, something like that. You know, that's how Mario 64 handled it. And I always really love that style and I wish other games would try it. And it's kind of like an older game design thing that's like very uh n64 era banjo kazooie also did it but it's also like something that hasn't been done in a while and i think in the context of it being in shibuya like and the fact that these are literally in the real world they are movies so kind of like how verum rex was a video game in sora's world what if all these disney worlds were movies in verum rex's world so just an idea 
But then the question is, well, if they're movies and you just jump into the, you know, the poster or you jump into the movie screen or a TV screen, like, where's the gummy ship? Where where could you do the gummy ship? That I don't know. That's that's up to you. That's up to how much you love the gummy ship, whether or not you want to keep that. But uh, that's just an idea. And then to answer the last question, do I think Sora will be reunited with Donald and Goofy before Kingdom Hearts 4? Uh, I think yes. I think so. Uh, I think Donald and Goofy are kind of like a staple of the series now. They're like traditional. and uh, But I'm open to the idea of maybe they're not the main party members. Or what if, you know, let's say Kingdom Hearts Kyrie Adventure or that middle game. What if Donald and Goofy get captured and they're the people we're trying to save? Because, you know, we spent all these other games looking for Riku and Kyrie. What if we got to save Donald and Goofy now? <laughs> you know, right. that, that could be another option. You know, you know, shake things up. This is a whole new world. It's Kingdom Hearts 4. Let's try new things like Sora is at this point. I would say Sora has been through as much with Donald and Goofy as he's been with Kyrie and Riku. I think they're close enough that if Donald and Goofy were in peril, that Sora would be just as gung ho about saving them as anybody as any other uh, of his other friends, you know? So, you know, just look at how gung ho he was about saving uh, Aqua, Ven, and Terra, and he never met them. So, if if uh, Donald and Goofy ever got captured, like, yeah, that would be uh, that could be an interesting adventure. Maybe that would be Kingdom Hearts four. Just an idea. Charo, what do you think? What do you think about uh, you know going to different Disney worlds in this new, like, more realistic Kingdom Hearts setting? I mean, I still think they can make it work within Disney realms. I mean, basically, yeah. they can turn anything into a disney world nowadays exactly i mean look, look at the world that never was you know you had it had a car yeah it had buildings yep so it's like and they made that just fine the way it is so they can totally make the you make this they could even claim to make it like its own disney world so basically yep i still think that you know Sora will be able to travel the worlds with the gummy ship you know i think that by the time the kingdom Hearts 4 is out you know, the gang will realize how to con- reach Sora, and then they'll probably send, like, you know, Donna and Goofy again, you know, again, to try yeah. to find, you know, kind of like they did in the first adventure, you know, find the key. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that's what I think is going to be like that. It's, it's almost going to be, like, reminiscing of the first yeah. Kingdom Hearts game. I think that's totally uh, another great uh, option is it could be literally that, which is pretty similar to how it's always been. Like, there's, like you said, like in Kingdom Hearts 2, we had the world that never was and it was like very realistic and, you know, had cars and buildings and skyscrapers. Yet, you know, you could, you know, once you unlocked it properly, you could travel there with a gummy ship. No problem. Like that's the whole I mean, purpose of the gummy ship. Another perfect example is Big Hero 6. It's yep. Big Hero 6. That's another city. And you can travel there with a gummy ship, no problem. And then you can get in your gummy ship after Big Hero 6 and then go to, uh, you know, go to Hercules World. Like, then go to Frozen. Like, that's the whole purpose of the gummy ship is you can go to literally anywhere you want to go. So, yeah, I think that's another option. It could just be literally how it's always been. Right. And nothing changed at all. 
It's like don't don't fix what's not broken. Yeah, that's another uh, another possibility. And I would definitely say like in terms of like uh you know, the numbered titles, they tend to be a lot less experimental with everything. So I could definitely see a numbered title just keeping it how it always is. So, yeah, I think that that makes a lot of sense to me. So yeah, moving on to the music for this episode. Our music is a uh, guitar and melodica cover of Lazy Afternoons from Kingdom Hearts 2. It's a real chill time. This is from a uh, YouTube channel, New Game Plus. They cover a lot of stuff on there, so definitely give them a ch- give them a, a, a view there. And uh, yeah, our next episode of Kingdom Hearts Union will be the 5th of May. So that'll be, uh, oh, Cinco de Mayo. Great. Cinco de Mayo. Coco for yeah. Union Cross. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, I- I- is that coming? No. No. Oh. I'm just saying they should, but... They no, should. We, and if not, well, bring it to Kingdom Hearts 4, because I love Coco. We still haven't gotten Dark Road yet, so... Yeah, that's true. We, we, we'll see. Oh, that's right. We haven't gotten Dark Road, Churro. What's happening? What's wrong I with Dark Road? I'm pr- either probably the uh, it could COVID-19 be coronavirus, yeah. Could you know could delay it and then, but we don't know though. <laughs> yeah, hard to say. Wow. Yeah, good point that you bring up Dark Road because yeah, haven't heard anything about it at all. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll have to keep an eye on it. If we hear anything, we'll let you know on the podcast. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, so. As always, if you guys like the show, please subscribe to Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union on the iTunes store. Just search for Kingdom Hearts, and we are number one! Yeah, yeah. And, of course, you can catch every episode at KingdomHeartsUnion.com, Spotify, or... Kingdom Hearts Union's Twitter, which is at Cage Union. And, of course, you can catch every episode at KingdomHeartsUnion.com. Oh, I already said that part. (laughs) And remember, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash FFKHUnion. Could you tell I didn't sleep much last night? I could tell very much. You've been sleeping (laughs) since we recorded. Exactly. Uh, And if you have any questions, please send them to khuquestions at gmail.com. All right, Chiro. It is goodbye time. Already? Already. It's another episode. We did it. Yeah, we're getting closer to the half of the year mark. I know. It's And it's, our we got seven more episodes too. Yeah, seven more episodes until episode two hundred. If you guys have any ideas for episode two hundred, please let me know. Uh at at, at our email, khuquestions at gmail.com or on our Twitter at khunion. Either one is fine. Uh yeah, any ideas would be appreciated. Uh but yeah, um Yeah, Churro. I, I want you to know that we we gotta stay safe. We gotta wash our hands. We gotta not touch our face. And... Well, I wear glasses, so kind of too late on that. Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, that 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 helps you there. And uh, wear your mask if you go outside. All that good stuff. Well, I mean, I know you. I know it's different. I know it's different in Japan. But yeah, you know, like so I work at a retail, so oh, I have yeah. my essentials. So I have to. Be around people. I have to deal with people. I, yeah. But I have, I do have to wear a mask when I go to work. You know, we do have to practice social distancing. We do yeah. have to wipe down things like door handles and register uh, conveyor belts and stuff like that. So we have to do maintain all the cleansiness. But 
you know, I don't, I, I don't know how it, I think, you know, school got canceled again. Yeah, it did. <laughs> so, yeah, we were actually open, uh, from, uh, April 7th, something like that. And up until this week. And then, uh, basically, uh, Abe, the prime minister, he, uh, decided to extend the state of emergency uh, to be nationwide. And uh, that basically gave power to all the prefectures to shut down the schools. So, yeah, they did. So uh, I'll be out of school again uh, starting next Wednesday. Uh, So I still have to go back to school on Monday and Tuesday, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, starting uh, next Wednesday, uh, we're going to be... closed again and then we're gonna stay closed uh through the 6th of may and then i guess come back uh on the 7th which technically speaking like japan we already have a built-in uh set of holidays called golden week uh that happens at the beginning uh, end of april beginning of may so we already have fixed days off there so it's not as bad uh, I think in total we're missing like maybe four or five days of school, you know, uh, you know, assuming that we go back to school on the seventh, we'll have to see what happens. I'm assuming they'll probably reassess things uh, prior to the seventh, but uh, my guess is they'll they probably will reopen because <laughs> man, Japanese people really hate being told to stay home. They want to work, you know, right? So yeah, we'll have we'll have to see how things go. So yeah, everybody stay 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 safe out there. Stay home. Play video games. I will say, uh, and, and this is just a, a, a general uh, uh, recommendation for a video game. If you're wrapping up Final Fantasy VII, and if you really liked what they did with Wall Market, I want to go on my high horse yet again for like the billionth time. To play Yakuza, specifically play Yakuza Zero, because Yakuza Zero is basically that Wall Market segment, but like a full game that's like that. So if you like that part, play Yakuza Zero. It's free on Game Pass on Xbox if you have that. <laughs> like I don't know how how much I can like hype this up, but like it's it's really good. So if you're looking for a game and you just finished Seven Remake and you want something to scratch a similar itch. That Wall Market did, play Yakuza. Super good. All right, Cheryl, say your goodbyes. All right, bye guys. Uh, take care of yourselves. You know, maintain social distancing. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. And more importantly, stay safe out there. You know, we're gonna get through this. Yep. And I'm Brandon saying goodbye. This has been a KingdomHeartsUnion.com production. <laughs>